This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. What's good, brothers and sisters, with you on this Tuesday? You got Freddie Cohen, that's me, Vanessa Richardson, that's her. And for the boys in Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Since so XM Channel 82, and tell your smart speaker whether you're knocking over mugs or not, just to play ESPN Radio. Sister Vanessa, what's going mm. on with you, girl? Well, you know, we've been internet friends for years, and now yes, we're getting we have. to meet, you know, via radio on the radio waves, yeah. and I've always been a big fan of yours. I think you're Appreciate fantastic, that. so Thank happy you. to be in for Canty and Carlin. Uh, happy to have you here, and by the way, Vanessa, you're going to get to know her a lot more. She does a great job, part of the pre- and post-game for the Houston Rockets, and believe me, this will not be the last time you're here having a chance to be a part of the ESPN radio family, so give her a nice welcome on Twitter. At Aww. Sports Vanessa, you can definitely do that. Speaking of giving somebody a nice welcome, three minutes from finding out who said this? This is the first time he's broached this subject. When it comes to the new movie starring Days Future Past involving LeBron James. That's in three minutes. And not for nothing, Vanessa. LeBron can't let anybody have anything. Denver yeah. Nuggets finally, for the first time in 44 years of being in the NBA, they not only get to the NBA Finals for the first time, they sweep the Los Angeles Lakers. The first time they've ever done that. In the history of that organization, Vanessa, and what are people talking about? LeBron James being very conflicted. He's going to go come back for season number 21 in the NBA. LeBron is, as Keith Sweat would say, twisted. He does (laughs) not seem to know what he wants to do. And for those of you unfamiliar with TV or radio, what starts out a radio or TV, the first thing you see, it's called the A block. It's the most important thing. NFL quarterback gets traded. Somebody like that's in the A block. LeBron is getting the A block the day yes. after the Nuggets. You're right. Like you said, for the first time in 44 years. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is uh this has turned kind of into LeBron's day. Don't worry, we will give the Denver Nuggets their flowers. Eventually, you would hope so. You would think so <laughs> after all they've done. But going back to LeBron James, right after the game four was over, he was magnificent in the first half. He was gassed in the second half. And then he talked about his future when the whole thing was over. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. Vanessa, when you heard that, what was the first thought that went through your mind? It's just based off of emotions, I think. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think if you really want to read into it, I think there's a case to be made, you know, is that a message to Rob Palinka? Is that a message to the Lakers to get me more pieces, get me Kyrie, get me a shooter? You know, y'all know I want to be here. Bronny's going to play at USC. Like, let's make this work at a championship level. I think you could read that into it, Mm -hmm. um, that maybe it was a message. But I also think that you could read that... He was emotional. He just lost. He just got swept. I mean, LeBron James, people say, is it shocking the Nuggets? It's shocking because it's LeBron. And you never think of LeBron James as getting swept. So I do think there was a part of it that was based on the emotional sting because he is a competitive guy Mm -hmm. of getting swept by the Nuggets. One thing about LeBron James, he's made it very, very clear that one of his dream scenarios is to play in the NBA with his son, Bronny, as you mentioned, about Mm -hmm. to go to USC. Well, the only time these two are going to be in the same basketball court together will be in the LeBron James family backyard. That's the only time these two are going to be in the same court <laughs> you together. Think? They're not going to be on the same team in the NBA because, and it has nothing to do with last night, Vanessa. It's everything through the state of the NBA. You're trying to tell me you're LeBron James and you're that close to another championship. If you decide to come back for a 21st year 
and Bronny, your son, balls out his first year USC, decides to leave after one year and potentially become a lottery pick. You're trying to tell me they're playing the same team as your son who might get drafted by the Orlando Magic, that you're going to want the Lakers to trade you to Orlando to play with your son. I'm not buying that. It sounds nice, but I'm not buying it. But I'm also not really buying the whole thing. Based on what you just said, right after getting swept, never happened like that before. He didn't think it was going to happen. He firmly believed there was going to be another chance to win the championship. And I know after the news conference, Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter, asked him to elaborate on his future. The question was, when you say you got to think about stuff, what third should we be pulling on that? LeBron responded, if I want to continue to play. Dave asked, as in next year. LeBron said, yeah. Dave asked, would you walk away? LeBron said, I got to think about it. LeBron Vanessa is a typical 21st century athlete, 21st century celebrity. Just because people are about to move on from you, you're going to make sure that they don't by having your name and your game still in the minds of people no matter what happened to the Lakers getting swept by the Denver Nuggets. And I do think that with LeBron, I think that there's something extra to be said about getting swept. I actually don't think it was a complete failure, and we'll get into that for the Lakers. Like, I don't look at it as a complete failure, but you're LeBron James. Mm -hmm. You are setting records. You are, you know, I'm, like you mentioned, sideline reporter for the Houston Rockets, and I, it's incredible that he played against Jabari Smith Jr.'s dad and Kenyon Martin (laughs) Jr.'s dad, and he's still doing what he does. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's cause for for consideration on what he wants to do. I don't know. Is a father's love enough to make him, you know, Bronny gets drafted by the Magic or the Timberwolves or whatever, and does LeBron move to Minnesota? I, I think that no. that would be really fascinating. You don't think so? No. See, I think he could do it. I think he might do it. Yeah, put it this way. As we say at the Coleman family household, no, he's not going to want to do that. <laughs> no way, no, huh? No, no, he's not going to do that. I think their home base would stay in L.A., but I, I yeah. think that he would go where Bronny went. Okay. Vanessa Richardson, Freddie Coleman, for the guys today, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We mentioned about Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter. When he had a chance to hear what LeBron had to say, this is what he said in response to why LeBron decided to say this now. This is the first time he's broached this subject. And there's been some trials and tribulations in that time. And this isn't a natural break to bring this up. It's not like he's a free agent. Um, you know, he is a year remaining guaranteed on his contract next year for about $47 million with the Lakers, a player option the year after that worth $50 million. Uh, but just because that's the contract situation doesn't mean that this isn't a, a very real moment of introspective, uh, of, of contemplation. Which begs this question, Vanessa, was this season a success or failure for the Los Angeles Lakers? It was a success for the Lakers because of where they started and okay. because of, I think they started at 2-10, and 10, if I remember correctly, correct. because correct. people were questioning Darvin Ham and all that. Rob Polinka made moves. I know L.A., I know that for them a lot of times it's championship, but I do think this was a success based on where they started. Okay. I think it was more of a failure for LeBron because he's so competitive and because he is the greatest, if not one of the greatest ever, right? right? So I think when you take inventory of what he expects of himself because he's so competitive, I think anything except a championship is going to rub him the wrong way, and he's going to see it as a failure. But for the Lakers... Do people, at the beginning of the season, did people think they'd be here? I hear what you're saying, but here's why I'll say that, yes, with LeBron, it was a failure because of what you said. He, As Pat Riley once said, a guy he used to play for, part of Miami Heat, there's winning and there's misery. Mm-hmm. When it comes to LeBron James, there's championship or there's misery. And he's had enough misery to last a lifetime with a kind of career. But the reason I'll say that it's a 
failure for the Lakers, and it's not because they started from 2-10 and 10 and got to that point. When you play for that organization, 2-10 and 10 is unacceptable. No one wants to hear that in Los Angeles. LeBron James specifically came to that organization to win multiple championships. He, did, he didn't just want to be a one-trick pony, especially, and I don't criticize him for winning it in a bubble. I think that narrative, you can lose me with that one. You can miss me with that one. A championship is a championship because everybody was playing in the bubble, whether they made the playoffs or not. I'm not going to punish the Lakers. I'm not going to punish LeBron for that. I don't think anybody should, but that's just how I feel. But when you go to that organization, there's certain places that you go where winning is expected, no matter who is out there, no matter who, who you're playing with. And the fact that they start off 2-10 and 10, and they were in the 13th spot with the kind of talent they were able to have together with LeBron Anthony Davis – that's why I know unless it was a championship, to me it was a failure by the Los Angeles Lakers. I actually completely agree with you on the bubble thing. We are in agreement on this. And part of that is, you know, me liking Frank Vogel and his style and uh-huh. thinking he's a legit coach. My whole thing, though, when you talk about the bubble is that people have to remember every other team was under the same circumstance. I, mean, I think it was 22 teams that went to the bubble. They all were in the bubble together. So yep. to me, that is a, a I don't really put an asterisk on that at all. I know it was obviously a much different season, but uh, you and I are in agreement on that. I still think it counts. And um, that definitely feeds into, I'm sure, what people will remember about LeBron and Anthony Davis when they look back at their time in L.A. Appreciate the time with you joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Got Vanessa Richardson. I'm Freddie Coleman in for the guys today, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. You mentioned Los Angeles. Vanessa, let's go mm-hmm. to that great city. George Sedano does a great job, part of 710 ESPN LA. Also an ESPN NBA play-by-play announcer, play-by-play analyst, all those good things. George does it. Hit him on Twitter at Sedano. So, so we're going to get George in a second here to talk about, and I want to throw that question at him because I can't wait to hear his answer from somebody who was really dialed in, Vanessa, in terms of the NBA. Because there's certain places where if you get to the conference finals, it's success. Mm-hmm. And there's certain other places, like if you're the Lakers, Celtics, et cetera, it is not. George, thanks for joining us. And George, Vanessa put the question out there, and we'll throw it to you. If you had to describe this Lakers season, even though they got swept by the Denver Nuggets in the conference finals, was it a success or a failure and why? Man, that's a great question and a tough one to answer. I would say it's fair to say that it was a success considering what they went through in this regard. They had a team. Let's go back actually before the season. The last two off seasons, they had maybe some of the worst off seasons you could have because we go back two off seasons when they get Russell Westbrook and everyone in the world is screaming, Mm -hmm. this isn't going to work. (laughs) And everyone in the world was right, and you could see it right away. And then everyone in the organization, players, team, whatever, everybody's pointing at each other like, oh, you know, not my fault that Russ is here. <laughs> and everyone's tossing blame. Then the next offseason, they can't unload him. And then finally, they make the deal with 23 games left in the regular season to put a team around LeBron and AD that makes sense. And they go on a run. And they had a 0.3% chance to make the playoffs. And they get to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, by the way, with a LeBron James with two busted wheels, because he's had two foot injuries this season, where he missed a month, uh, right before the start of the playoffs, basically. And by those measurements, which are reasonable, yes, it's a success. But the reality is, when you're the Los Angeles Lakers, and you are one of the two crown jewels of the NBA, and you have LeBron James on your team, Anything but a championship is a failure. 
So it really, it's not, I'm not answering your question directly because it, I don't think there's an actual direct answer to okay. that. We're on the same page. I kind of said something similar about just the expectations LeBron probably has really for himself more than anything. What your boots on the ground, which as a reporter, I love and firmly believe that you can get things that other people that aren't there can't get. What is the temperature of the Lakers fan base? Do they like what they saw this season, think they can build on it? Or are they demanding, you know, Lakers need to go get somebody that can shoot, etc.? What have you observed? I get the sense that they feel like this is a good building block. I think the questions they have is, hey, LeBron James, 38 years old. And, oh, by the way, as I was sitting right in front of him and everyone else was amongst the gathered media, amongst the gathered media, he's contemplating retirement. (laughs) So I think that kind of sent shockwaves. Uh, But I think if he does stay, and I look, if I had to bet, I would imagine he would stay. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I think this is actually – a real possibility. I'm not completely dismissing this, but yeah, I, I think that if they can bring back their team, they feel good. And maybe that means signing D'Angelo Russell and trading him later in the season for another player that makes more sense Got it. because they need the salary as an asset or whatever. Uh, keeping Austin Reeves, keeping Rui Hachimura, letting Malik Beasley go on the team option. Right. And just, you know, making, making smart decisions. I think that they want to invest in their young players. That's the sense I get from the conversations I've had with people in the organization. And I think that they will make a calculated move when needed. And they showed that they were willing to do that for as critical as I've been a Rob Polinka, And I just told you why, because of the two previous off seasons, he deserves an immense amount of credit for fixing that thing. Even if it was with 23 games left and you know, they were eight wins away from a championship. So that to me, goes to show you what kind of job they can do. But uh, I think that's the pulse. I think there's a lot of questions right now. I, I would say this. It seems like there's not the, – the majority of people don't want Kyrie Irving here. Oh, Lord. So I, I think there's him. that. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> look, I just think that we don't have to go through the history, to your point, Freddie. But, yeah, I mean, I get it. In, in a vacuum, does Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James get you to the finals? Probably but you can't count on any of them at this moment for different reasons. LeBron is older. LeBron is playing less games than he's ever played. AD has always been someone with an injury history. So it's Kyrie for that matter. Forget about this stuff off the court. So, and I'm a big believer of the biggest predictor of future injuries, past injury. Right. And I, I, I think that could be a tough cocktail, right, to make because it would be – a team that has an incredible ceiling, but the floor could just literally crack beneath you. George O'Donnell from 710 ESPN Los Angeles, also from ESPN NBA, joining us here on Canty and Carlin with Vanessa Richardson. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. What was more disappointing, the Lakers getting swept in four games by Denver or how Anthony Davis looked in that series with the Lakers getting swept by Denver? You know, I think A.D., there are moments during this, these playoffs where he could, he could be better on offense. I know he's had like a couple of – he had like a 12-point or a 13-point game or something throughout the postseason. And I know everybody was tracking his up-and-down games, right? Odd games, even games, whatever the heck it was. But the reality is this, man. Anthony Davis, for the most part, makes the biggest contribution and impact on defense. And he's one of the few guys in this sport – that can play defense a certain way and guard multiple positions 
And I've always contended that Anthony Davis can win a game for you with 17 points and 20 rebounds and a handful of blocks, right? And actually, we saw that this postseason a number of times, uh, particularly towards the end of that Golden State series. So I don't think he needs to have these monster games like he did in game one where he had 40. That helps, sure, but I don't think that's necessary. I think AD takes way too much grief. Uh, If anything, and I spoke to him yesterday briefly, you know, I I think that he's aware. Um, I asked him this publicly at the press conference about what he could do to help LeBron because he kind of talked about wanting to help LeBron more. And he just said consistency. He said staying available, right, and just being able to take over when needed because LeBron's not getting any younger. And here's the thing. Freddie and Vanessa, what I would say about Anthony Davis is that Anthony Davis is an all-world talent. I mean, he might be one of the top five, six talents in the sport. And this is the first time he's had to really be the number one option. He's the best player on the team, but he's never had to be that. And I think that sometimes that transition takes time. And I'm curious to see if, if that can manifest itself with him. Who would you uh, who'd you bring in other than Kyrie? Because Kyrie would be my idea. I understand that's complicated. You said fans don't really want Kyrie. Is there any other names you've heard floated as possibilities? Um, not really. I think that the idea is probably to give this roster another run in some way, shape, mm. or form with some tweaks. And I think the core of this group is those two guys, LeBron and AD. Austin Reeves, who has shown that he can be depended on. Oh, yeah. Rui Hachimura had a big playoffs, and he's actually become a better three-point shooter around LeBron James and Anthony Davis, which is not a surprise. I mean, that happens to a lot of guys. And, you know, figure out the rest from there. I I think that they've got other guys in the roster they can develop potentially. The Lakers, historically, uh, at least recent history, have done a nice job of developing players. And most of those guys aren't there anymore, but you look around the league, um, you know, Brandon Ingram was one of their players. Kyle Kuzma was one of their players. Kyle Kuzma was a late first-round pick. Alex Caruso is an incredibly impactful defensive player, and he was, you know, a G League guy. So they've had a lot of those hidden gems, similar to what Miami does, Not maybe not to the level that Miami does, but they've had some of those moments, and they're going to have to do that. I think Miami is actually the blueprint for a lot of teams. You can – you're going to need your stars for sure, but, man, you better hit in the margins, and you better find guys and get value out of guys. No doubt. Hey, George, great stuff as always, my friend. Always appreciate the time. Keep it the great work, partner. Enjoy the rest of the summer, too. Thank you. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yes, Have a great time. You too. Thanks, uh, George O'Donnell, ESPN, not only an NBA play-by-play analyst, also does a great job part of 710 ESPN in Los Angeles. Hit him on Twitter. Sedano joining me, Freddie. Coming to Vanessa Richardson, in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We'll ask a man who played in the NBA for 13 years, when he had his LeBron moment about knowing when it was time to retire. That's how the Vanessa has this from FanDuel. Canty and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, 
power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Feeds down low to Gordon at the rim and one on the two-hand stuff. They got the switch. Gordon had Reeves down low and a chance for three. Jokic on the drive. Got deep and scored for the lead with 51.7 to go. The Denver Nuggets have finally done it in their 47th season in the NBA. The Denver Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals. So to have an opportunity to play in the NBA Finals, we'll remember for the rest of our life. She's Vanessa Richardson. Joining me, Freddie Coleman, in for the guys today, and Canty and Carlin. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Give it up to the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, averaging a triple-double in the playoffs. They get to the NBA Finals for the first time. But when the game was over, everybody was talking about this. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. The words of LeBron James after the game was over the Los Angeles Lakers, thinking about maybe retirement's going to be on the docket sooner than later. Hmm. Let's bring the man to play 13 years in the NBA. He's an FOS friend of the show. He is Quentin Richardson. Hit Q up on Twitter. Q Rich does a great job as a part of the Knuckleheads podcast. Q, when you heard that, what LeBron James said after the Lakers got swept by the Denver Nugs in the Western Conference Finals, what did Q Rich think about that? I was I was I was surprised, man. First, appreciate y'all having me on, but yeah, I, I was surprised, Freddie. Uh... I'm not sure that, that you know that that means is, that he's gonna walk away, but I was absolutely surprised to hear that. I think it like when you look at his career as a whole, 
people forget, at least I forget, like that he is the age that he is because he's still so dominant. And I'm like, I'm the sideline reporter for the Houston Rockets. So he's, I'm watching him play Kenyon Martin Jr., Jabari Smith Jr. Like that has to be surreal for him to be that age and to be playing guys that are the children of the guys that he played, right? I mean, that's just crazy. <laughs> no, nah, it's it, it, it amazing and unbelievable. And it's a true testament to, to his, you know, him, the, 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 health, the way he's taking care of his body and mm-hmm. kept himself up. And like you say, it's not like he's just here playing. He's still averaging 28.9 and being a dominant force, all NBA player at year 20, which has never ever been thought of or done before. So, I mean, it, it's been unbelievable to watch. I mean, I came in, what, three, four years before him, and here he is still playing, and I hadn't <laughs> played in like seven, eight years, like almost 10 years now. So it, it's really, it's really unbelievable what he's able to do. Q, the old adage is, if you're thinking about retirement, that means you are retired. And I'm not going to say that he's at that point. But when did that happen for you? And you said to yourself, you know what? One more year of this or one more day of this, and then I'm done. <laughs> no, nah, it didn't happen that way for me. Like, like, <laughs> hey, listen, you if you're a pro athlete, you, you learn to know that it's not always on your terms. And for me, the call stopped coming. The last, the, the call I got was from Stan Van Gundy, and it wasn't to come play basketball. It was to come work with him in Detroit. So that was a decision I had to make then. Like, well, wow. I guess this is really it. And you know, I made the dis- uh, I made that move to Detroit because nobody else was calling for me to hoop. So you know, that was what you had to do at that time. Do you think there's a possibility that it was kind of the emotions of? getting swept you know not just losing but lebron james getting swept like that sentence doesn't even sound correct coming out of my mouth do you think there was an element of him being that frustrated or do you actually believe that he's really ruminating on retirement i I think everything probably played into it i think all of that played played heavy into everything that was going on but i think it was probably less about you know being swept then you know as opposed to just being eliminated period at that point mm-hmm. and all that he had done and what it took to get there and like you know like when you look at his complete body of work man 20 years with with really no days no summers off all of the olympics all of the national championships all of the all-star games he's planning everything and he's a focal point of everything so as far as like not like when he goes to those olympic teams those teams Right. He's just there as one of the guys to, you know, to, to have a good time. Like, he's under the microscope to be the greatest and has that pressure on him. So, I mean, I think it could be a, you know, a, a accumulation of all of that building up and him probably just needing to take a beat and get a, you know, get a little break away, take a vacation or something. But uh, I don't think it's the finish, and I hope it's not the finish for him because I think he's still got a lot left to give. Great stuff by Quinn Richardson. Played 13 years in the NBA, now part of the Knuckleheads podcast. Hit him on Twitter at Q Rich. Joining Freddie, coming to Vanessa Richardson on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm going to tell you something, Q, what I heard today on first take from J.J. Reddick. I'm going to read it word for word, and I quote, We don't do a good job of selling what the NBA is, which is 30 teams, 450 players, multiple superstars. The fact that people are now being like, oh, I didn't realize Nikola Jokic was good. Let's put him on TV more. Let's talk about him, end quote. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's you know, that's something that's been, been a thing over time. I mean, it has, you know, a lot to do with region where guys play it and stuff like that. And we know that the guys up in the kind of the, the, the western side, up up north, up there, they they – the Eastern people don't see him all the time because they play so late at night. And, and you know, if you're not like the, the 
the sports and the highlight guys, the tickets ain't going to really sell out for you when you come to town. So, you know, Jokic is somebody that people probably definitely underappreciate and don't value exactly what he brings to the table. But, you know, like like uh, like all of us know that really watch the game and watch who, we know Jokic is the real deal, and he, he deserves those MVPs, and he deserves the attention he gets. And, he you know, honestly, he deserves more respect and more attention. If we're going to get heat nuggets, which obviously it we looks are. like that's what we're going to get, okay? <laughs> never right, want to assume, are. but if we're going to we get are. that, what is the most fascinating? I feel like there's a lot of angles as a former player that would be fascinating from the Miami Heat player development aspect to the Nuggets deep roster. Like, what is the most fascinating to you about this matchup as a 13-year NBA vet? For me, is that I didn't, you know, I... I you know, respectfully, I didn't think Miami would be here. And, you know, I know what those guys are, you know, what cloth they're cut from. I just, I thought Milwaukee would have them in the first round. And for them to get, you know, to, to beat that team and to beat the teams that they've beaten and get do what they've done, man, it just, it just speaks to what they do there. I don't care what nobody say. It works. I was there for one year, and I, and I, and I scream from the, from the Raptors every time I can about how impactful their program is and the way that they do things. And, because I don't care what you say. Once you get to a certain level of sports, talent and all of this stuff, extra stuff matters. And there, it does not matter. They're going to treat you like, like 1 through 15. And that is the over thing. That is, that is the, the big resounding thing that you get when you get there. If you see, like, for instance, when I'm there, if you see a D-Wade get, get, get talked to a certain way or get handled a certain way or he getting body and fat, body fat and weight and he, he's mm-hmm. talking like he's scared about it and he know he got a total line about it. It's like, oh, you going to get your ass in gear because you're not him. <laughs> <laughs> so you you are not D-Wade. Like, that's like you come there, you, you, hear, you hear Shaq, D-Wade, or Alonzo, or Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler, or UD talking in the way that they – the way they revered and the way they worry about it and the way that that's on their mind, that's, it's, it's a way of life. I never in my whole career, I had a weight scare. Every morning that I woke up, when I used the bathroom, I stepped on that weight scare. There wasn't going to be no surprises when I got to the gym. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it literally it becomes a lifestyle, and I cannot stress it enough. And that's why I say if you're not built for it, Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't for everybody. They're going to get you up out of here. They're going to find out. And if you're not built for it, you're going to be on a, on a – as soon as they get you out there, you're going to be gone. And that's just the way it is. It doesn't matter how good you are, who you are, or what you got going on. This is the way it goes. Only Quinn Richardson talk about the heat culture in pretty much bathroom <laughs> terms, and he does that each and every time when he has the Knuckleheads podcast. Great follow on Twitter at QRich. Always a pleasure having joining us here on Canty and Carla. You're one of my favorites, Q. Keep with the great word, dog. We'll talk to you soon, my man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having me, Legend. Oh, great stuff by Q. Richardson. By the way, you can hit us up anytime you want on Twitter. Vanessa's handle Sports Vanessa. My handle Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well. Let us know. Lakers season getting to the Western Conference Finals. Success or failure? Let us know. Triple eight say ESPN. 888-729-3776. In 20 minutes, we'll ask a former NBA big man, how do you slow down slash defend Nikola Jokic? That comes away in about 20 minutes. And you're going to hear how New York Jets fans had some serious heart palpitations about three hours ago. This is ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. As soon as they made the trade and got Aaron Rodgers, they immediately are in the Super Bowl conversation. It's great seeing how he approached every day, you know, when he got the facility. He's been at OTAs, just grinding, man. So, you know, it's just great to have him around. But about three hours ago, Jets fans had Ajita 
based on something that happened at practice. Freddie Cohen and Vanessa Richmond will tell you about that on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. All you got to do is visit Progressive.com. Why were Jets fans grasping the pearls about three hours ago? <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers doing OTA suffered an ankle injury. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, explains. Yeah, I don't think this is a type of injury that's going to keep Aaron Rodgers off the greens in Tahoe in July. Uh, it looks like it's it was just a tweak. This isn't something that, that seems to be very serious. And the reason why I can tell you that from standing about 30 yards away when I watched it happen was because he didn't even really go and spend time with trainers. Normally players go down. They chat with the trainers for a while. They go through, you know, they walk around, they jog on it. Rodgers didn't even do that. He stood with the head strength and conditioning coach. They had a conversation. He took the helmet off. He tried to put some weight on it. He certainly didn't look very comfortable putting his full weight on it. So it looked like he just kind of took it easy. Then he joined the rest of the offense when they were going through some seven-on-seven drills where Zach Wilson had taken over as the starter. And he just watched on. R E L A. X. Relax. That's why Jets fans like me, Vanessa, had Ajita. Not because of Aaron Rodgers' injury. I always forget you're a Jets fan. Yeah, we didn't have Ajita because Aww. Aaron Rodgers suffering an injury at Poor OTAs guy. that was not going to be a problem. Jets fans had Ajita the last five segments. Diana Rossini said, Zach Wilson was with the starting offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what gave Jets fans heart palpitations. Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. Nobody wants to see that again as a Jets fan. No, and I like I said, I always forget you're a Jets fan. I will not talk too much smack as I am a you Colts talk fan, smack? so I, I can't. Well, I mean, exactly. I don't know if either one of us. I think Anthony Richardson will be great, but we'll see. I think um, so too. I think he's going to be terrific. I'm with you. No, I mean, but like you know, Diana Rossini has covered so much of the NFL. Her saying he didn't spend time with trainers, significant time, obviously, I think should make Jets fans feel good. Wasn't comfortable though putting the full weight on it, right? When you look at the weapons that Aaron Rodgers should have, Brees Hall, so long as he can get healthy, Garrett Wilson, Conklin, Nicole Hard, Lazard, all, all like with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, man, people should be scared of the Jets. But to your point, with Zach Wilson, <laughs> I don't think it's that scary. Yeah, so you know, yeah. the whole Jets, it's like their whole fan fandom's happiness and their whole success obviously hinges on Aaron Rodgers so anytime mm-hmm. that Diana or any of your NFL reporters at ESPN tweet out just anything regarding his health it's going to blow up yeah it would have been the most Jetsian thing in the history of Jetsian <laughs> things for Aaron Rodgers suffered like a, a near season injury at OTAs when to your point Vanessa they were they're counting on him to be that dude because the Jets kept telling us we're a quarterback away well now they're no longer quarterback away it would have been the most Jetsian thing ever for that to happen on, what, the third or fourth day of OTAs, and Zach Wills could be your starting quarterback again. That would have been awful. Been I still think it's something to keep an eye on, and it's something yeah. that I'm sure Diana will be looking at closely mm-hmm. and reporting on closely because yeah. what did we just talk about with Quentin Richardson and what did we talk like, like LeBron James, uh-huh. like Aaron Rodgers is – fantastic but he yeah. is getting older so it's still yeah. something to look at yeah the only cast will give more attention to Aaron Rodgers calf will be the dance of the Radio City Music Hall if this keeps up with the New York Jets and that quarterback and dealing with that speed of keeping an eye on things here in Canty mm. and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Vanessa Richardson and Freddie Coleman and for the guy today how about the NFL they're going to allow fair catches on kickoffs to be placed at the 25 yard line no matter where you field it now the proposal they say is designed to counteract a recent increase in pop-up kickoffs 
that some teams use to pin the returning team deep in their own territory. Vanessa, there are hills to die on. Mm. I don't know about this kind of hill that the NFL is willing to die on. I read the ESPN article, quote from Roger Goodell, the data is very clear about the higher rate of injury on that play. Roger Goodell is talking about the pop-up kit kicks in that article was Kevin uh, Seifert, it looks like, from ESPN. So credit where it's due for him on that. If it decreases injury, I think the NFL is at the point to where anything that decreases injury they'll look at. I was surprised this passed because I thought I remembered Adam Schefter saying some owners were against this. Yeah, some owners were against it, but when you get certain influential owners in that room, they are Mm, very good when it comes to the power persuasion. Guys like Jerry Jones and people like that. Jerry, for sure. Yeah, they're very influential, even a lot more than maybe even they realize when it comes to NFL rules. Vanessa Richardson, hit her on Twitter at Sports Vanessa. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN. And for the guys there, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. How can the Miami Heat or the Celtics pull off some kind of miracle stop the mighty, mighty Boston known as Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.